The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now today, it's got to be said the gold sector is back in town with inflation fears driving the yellow metal back through US $1,800 an ounce and how. It means investors are switched on to the sector again after pretty much ignoring it for much of the year while the battery metal sector went on a bit of a tear. And it's got to be said that there is nothing that excites more than high-grade gold and that's doubly so when we're talking about Victoria, where Canada's Kirkland Lake fired up interest in the state's high-grade gold potential with the discovery a few years ago at its Fosterville mine near Bendigo. It discovered the Swan Zone beneath what was otherwise a fairly ordinary gold mining operation. Swan, of course, now underpins production at Fosterville, which in 2020 produced 640,000 ounces of gold at a grade of more than 33 grams a tonne, or more than one ounce a tonne. It is now one of the most profitable gold mines in the world, if not the most profitable. And just rounding off on Fosterville, more than $100 million was recently committed by companies which tended for four exploration blocks around Fosterville. All that is scene-setting stuff for today's interest, Kaiser Reef. It trades under the code of KAU and last traded at $0.22 cents for a market cap of about $30 million. It owns two historic high-grade gold mines in Victoria, the A1 mine, about 40 kilometres south of Jamison in the east of the state, and the Morden Goldfield, about 40 kilometres kilometers southwest of Bendigo in central Victoria, and obviously not all that far from uh, the Fosterville operation. It has been, uh, the, the company has been producing uh, ore from the A1, from exploration slash development work, and sending it off to the Porcupine Flat Treatment Plant at Morden for for uh, treatment. And at Morden itself, an exploration program, which has got a lot of punches excited, has kicked off looking for more of the high-grade material Morden is known for. We've got Kaiser's MD, Jonathan Downs, with us today to bring us up to speed on the Kaiser story. G'day, Jonathan. Thanks for your time today. Hi, Barry. Thank you very much. Jonathan, um, we could start with either Morden or A1. Let's go with the A1 because you're actually producing gold there. Um, What's, uh, I think it, it would be a good feel idea if you could give people a feel for, I'd refer to, you know, exploration slash development. Obviously, the company's working uh, to get a bit of scale going there, but you are producing gold. So tell us about that initially. Sure. The the um, A1 gold mine is one of Australia's longest running gold mines, and it's, it's a very high-grade gold mine. I think it's produced gold at nearly 30 grams a tonne over its life. And we're about um, well. We're we're at uh, the the thirteen level now, which is um, over five hundred meters deep. And we have a team of of miners, and we're currently air legging high grade ore. I think the last um, uh, batches have been running about fifteen grams a ton gold. So we we get some fabulous high grade gold out of out of the mine. Um, and it's quite a it's quite a small scale mining using these handheld 
um, mining techniques. But over the past year, we've been drilling out a much uh, wider ore body called the Queen's Load, and we're just finalising the engineering work to bring that into production. And that's a, um, a load that's up to 15 metres wide in parts and will allow us to mechanise mine it. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we mined our first uh, batch out of the Queen's Load and we were able to triple our production rate and um, utilising the existing mining fleet that we own. So that was a, a great little proof of concept and putting... Um, uh, the decline a little bit deeper into the higher grade portion of the Queen's Load is our is our next focus and, and trying to ramp up production out of the Queen's Load. So the future from that mine is looking great and uh, there are some high grade reefs that we'll be punching through as we get to the main um, mining plan. And they, I think uh, a week a week ago, we, we announced 1.2 metres at 91 grams from um, what we've modelled as the Jupiter load, which was a fabulous high-grade um, reef in its day. So uh, the fact that that continues at depth uh, is, is exciting. And we're now at a level where the old time has never got to as well on the northern side. So, um, you know, it's, it's, very, it's very exciting times for that mine. Yeah, it's a very famous mine, uh, not only in Victoria, but the Australian gold mining scene. Um, I should have mentioned that, yeah, uh, production history does go back to 1861 with a few breaks here and there. But the old timers used to focus on the narrow reefs, which uh, you were talking there about the air leggers. This, uh, and they were looking, for, obviously, for the 30-gram dirt. But this um, Queen's load, apparently it's um, a bit more disseminated, uh, lower grade, but still high grade compared to the rest of the Australian gold industry. And apparently you can, it gives you the chance to both air leg and mechanised mining, so to get the tonnes up. Yes, that's that's right. Um, it's it's still actually quite high grade, but I think some of our drill holes were were um, pretty impressive. We, we were getting sort of um, twenty meters at twelve grams of gold in in some of the the Queen's load um, intercepts. So, not your typical narrow vein stuff that you get out of um, the Victorian goldfields. This is a, a hosted by diorite, and it's. It's a, it's a different beast in a way, but it is shot through with these high grades. So um, the old timers couldn't mine it. As you said, it was disseminated. There are no visual clues as to where um, where the high grade sits. And we're, we're at this point in time with a strong gold price and uh, modern mining techniques that we can take the lot and um, and we're going to get some great production out of that. Yeah, I should have mentioned when uh, we talk, when I talk about low grade in Victoria, even if it was say I don't know five grams, we're talking the Australian average gold mine grade is uh, less than well less than two grams of gold a ton nowadays. So Victoria is very much the high high grade domain in uh, uh, within the industry. Now the uh, I was just wondering, as point of interest, uh, Victoria got a bit of a shake recently with a big uh, six uh, on the Richter scale earthquake. How did the uh, the old A one shape up? <laughs> it, the the epicenter of the earthquake, uh, while quite deep, was actually about twenty kilometres from the mine, so we were right uh, right near it, and um, it was pretty hairy for for the guys who were underground at the time and, and the guys on the surface actually, but. Um, uh, I'm actually surprised how little damage, well, in fact, no damage was um, uh, identified at all in, in the underground workings. So we were very, very lucky. Now, the, I mentioned the you're carting the ore to the Porcupine Flat Mill at Malden. Um, uh, 
something that interests me was the uh, the mill at uh, Porcupine Flat has had uh, it's been relined, and uh, I think you reported recently that some of those the nuggety gold from the A1 mines being caught up in the uh, cracks of the new uh, <laughs> liners, and uh, will sit there until you do a. a, a a clean out, I suppose, at some stage. Yes, it's a it's a slight working capital hiccup for us. But after cleaning out the the mill, because the gold is so coarse at um, the A one mine, and gold by its nature is so malleable, it, it's sort of been hammered into the cracks. So the mill's now literally gold lined, and um, it's it's consumed uh, um, over a third of our production the last quarter, which uh, is is nearly a couple of million dollars worth of gold just tied up there and we'll get it out when we clean it out next time but um, uh, it's an interesting situation I'm pleased to say that the gold that we're putting through the mill now is reporting straight to the back end though so so all the gaps are filled. Now is it uh, given the nature of the operation at the A1 um, it's not as if you uh, have got production targets out there just yet? No the nature of narrow vein gold it's actually quite complex to predict exactly what you're going to get. So to come up with reserves that, that uh, comply with the JORC code and that we can put guidance notes out to the stock exchange, it's problematic. So um, like like the Norseman gold mine used to, um, it's it's more of a mining uh, as as you go and we have we have been drilling uh, for for nearly a year out down at the A1 and um, we've got more certainty than we've ever had there uh, and we have done a um, resource internal resource estimates for the Queensland but it's it's a very hard one to put out those guidance numbers um, just given the nature of this particular um, style of mineralization. Do you have a feel or uh, for what sort of ounces you might need say even on an annual basis for the operation to uh, wash its face, pay for its, you know, pay for the uh, the operation and uh, some exploration work. Yes, um, you know this this um, month of November, it looks like we'll we'll actually do that. We'll cover all our costs, all our exploration, and and our make some money. So um, we're, we're at that point. Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't keep the operation running if we weren't confident that it wasn't going to turn around. But it has it has been run down uh, for the previous couple of years as it was. Um, in administration, and that's a long, complex story. But um, uh, we've we've actually been investing a lot of money into opening up new levels to give us access to new high grade loads and um, and drilling out this Queens deposit. So we've been doing a lot of work uh, for the future, and the 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 plan is, um, and we're quite confident, will be to to return that money and start making some real cash out of this operation. So we're, we're, we're very excited about where we're heading. It's going to take a few more months yet before we get right into the thick of it. But um, uh, a lot of that money has now been expended. We're in a strong cash position. So uh, uh, we're, we're, um, we're very confident about where it's heading. In terms of exploration, are you uh, is it extensional in nature, chasing the shoots or the loads at depth, or are you pushing beyond that as well, uh, endeavouring to find new reefs and load positions? Well, that's um, that's a very good question because we've literally only just reached the top of, or, or sorry, the bottom of the limit of where the old timers got to on the northern part of the A1 mine. So in all the previous years, 
after the 1800s, um, people have just been largely remnant mining as, as mechanised mining's allowed or, or, or lower mining techni- uh, cost techniques have allowed us to access or um, for the first time ever, we're now hitting virgin ground and that's going to be very exciting. That's, uh, that's going to be a game changer. We did, uh, in the course of our drilling, throw some deep diamond drill holes right down where we thought the diorite continues and it it continues and it and it was hosting gold um, it was showing us that the system persisted at depth so uh theoretically th- another 300 meters depth is is probably another 10 years of life at, at the current mining rates so i think the mine's got a long life ahead of it who would have thought after 160 years of uh, more or less continuous production um fantastic okay now let's switch our interest to uh, across to uh, malden which another historic, uh, historic gold field, 1.7 million ounces at 28 grams a tonne, just shy of an ounce a tonne there. Uh, most of it within uh, the first 300 metres of the surface. Um, you've got the uh, de- fully developed uh, Union Hill decline there, um, which uh, is all being cleaned out, giving you ac- access to underground. So you're drilling from underground now, are you? There. Yes, that's right. We're, um, we, we're targeting one of the big reefs from the... Um the, the old days, I guess. Um, and Malden was also a sort of a mid-1800s uh, mining operation. It was one of the big ones. Um, it was sort of, it went from Ballarat, Malden, Bendigo um, and, and Castle, Maine. And um, it, 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 it had a fabulous production history. We're very fortunate that this granted mining licence has got a, an existing modern uh, decline right down the centre of the goldfield, which was largely put in for exploration purposes, and uh, it's it's got its ventilation and power. Um, so it's it's uh, and and it's only three kilometres away from the uh, processing plant. So uh, you know it's uh, a, I guess from an infrastructure perspective we're blessed, but um, getting to the geology very quickly, it's it sits in in what they call the Bendigo block and. That is the host of of the Fosterville mine and Bendigo and Ballarat. So it's it's famous for its high grade narrow vein mining. That um, I'm glad glad to say that uh, Kirkland Lake have shown can be extremely profitable. And uh, it's a little hard for investors sometimes to understand that uh, one meter at 100 grams is a much better drill hole than 10 meters at 10 grams, but both of them contain the same amount of metal. And you can extrapolate it right down to, you know, 10 centimeters at 100 grams is is actually a pretty good drill hit as well. Um, and you need to do that. You need to multiply the width by the actual gold grade to come up with a gram meter, um, which tells you how much metal's in there. And um, and there it's a different beast from what you normally see in, in Kalgoorlie, uh, where where we are um, chasing really high grades, but but narrow vein, and and that's our bread and butter mining at the A1 mine. So the the mining fleet and the mining team are are um, the ideal uh, setup to exploit that. Right, I can uh, vouch for the uh, good condition of that decline because I think it was in, must have been in the early nineties. I um, I did a mine visit there, um, and. One of the stockbrokers who was driving a Lexus drove 50 metres down the decline. <laughs> he, he was too lazy to walk. Um, <laughs> so, now, the the incredible thing about Morden, of course, is that the, the reefs and the chute systems extend over 
sort of a strike length of uh, three kilometres. And at the northern end, you've got the Nuggety Reef, which in itself is, well, it's well well known, Nuggety Reef, uh, 300,000 ounces at uh, more than six ounces of gold a tonne. Apparently, you've been uh, advancing uh, permissions to uh, get drilling there? Yes, because um, that one sits on the surface effectively um, at the northern end of the Molten Gold Field. We, we are planning to drill that one from surface, and that took us a little while, but uh, the government's been fantastic, and we now have all the permits ready to drill that. We've actually had some troubles finding a, a team to operate the diamond oh, drill. A drilling so crew. Got allocated, okay. yes. So it's a, with COVID, it's made travel for crews um, complex, and, and it is a bit of a gold mining boom on, which is making labour shortages of skilled people uh, pretty tight as well. So that that's a challenge and hopefully any day now we'll be able to uh, let people know that we've kicked off drilling. What I, I could be wrong, but I think it's Australia's highest grade historic um, gold mine. So that would be very exciting. Yeah, well, in uh, metric, 187 grams per tonne. So, um, yeah, fantastic stuff. You wouldn't need too many tonnes of that to have a decent mining operation on your hands, which is the beauty of Victorian gold when you get onto one of these systems. Yeah, well, well, they they did drill uh, some holes. Western Mining even had the ground at one point, and they were looking for bigger gold systems or wider gold systems. But they um, they returned um, half a meter at two hundred grams, two hundred and five grams a ton. In fact, so um, uh, it wasn't enough. And so we've got these fabulous results, tantalisingly sitting there uh, to follow up. And I don't think we need to go into it too much, but uh, the the company's uh, ability to uh Again, 100% control of the gold field is a result of you acquired it from a uh, from an administrator. Was that right? Yes, that's right. So, uh, so we paid what it was required to settle um, with the creditors, rather than what the gold field was worth. So, we think there's a huge value disconnect with the company. Um, I think we, we've got one of the great gold fields, and and I think we've been largely overlooked with our market cap um, at this point in time. But it's up to us to get those two diamond drill rigs going at Malden and really prove up some value. Uh, that's why I, I actually made a point of mentioning that uh, the Victorian government's tender of those exploration permits around um, Fosterville, um, some of which are, you know, no one thinks will have much to them. It was uh, $100 million in exploration commitments, yet here we've got you uh, with a complete ownership of the Malden field, including Nuggety out there to the north, with a market cap of uh, less than $40 mil. Yes, some of my shareholders make this point to me. So we're we're trying to market the company and we're trying to bring out uh, some drill results and, and get re-rated, Barry. Yep. Now on that score, uh, just in recent days, you've reported some drilling results from Morgan. Could you run through those for us? Yes. So we, we, we went um, about three quarters of the way down the decline and we started drilling out part eight, an area of the Eagle Hawk Reef that hadn't been tested before, that kind of sat in a small fault offset and we drilled a few holes into that area to see if we could come up with some um, interesting results and some of those drill holes were only 20 metres off the actual decline. So pretty easy to access if we did find something and well, I think we got some fabulous first pass results of uh, which include um, you know, 0.3 at 54, uh, 1.8 at at nearly 30 grams, 29.6 grams a tonne, and um, up to 33 and 12. So some really lovely uh, high-grade numbers. 
uh, narrow load, but sitting in the right geometry um, to represent what is modelled as the Eagle Hawk Reef. So the geologist did a great job at identifying where the target was and hitting it. So that was um, a very encouraging start. Uh, with that underground rig, we're now going to be looking a little more boldly and a little deeper. Um, the vast majority of the production only came from the top 200 metres, which, uh, as you stated, produced 1.7 million ounces at 28 grams. That's remarkably similar to the um, Fosterville reserves. Uh, so the question is, do we have the potential for this system to continue at depth like it did at the higher levels? And we're, we're pretty comfortable and confident that, that it does, but it's going to take quite a lot of drilling and, and a lot of time. And um, we hope to have a steady uh, stream of news flows we drill it out. And on that point, uh, how are you off for the company's uh, cash position for the pr uh, program at both A1 and Malden? Well, we did a small raising a little while back, so we're in a strong cash position. Um, I think we've got um, uh, the last quarterly, if you're back in, the raising shows about 6.5 in the bank. But uh, we spent all that money we needed to to really get that, um, um, to, to upgrade most of the the A1 mine operations, and we're hopeful to start making some meaningful money out of that that, that should, yeah, tar targeted to cover all our costs and all our drilling. Alrighty, folks, there we go. <clears throat> Very interesting story in the Victorian scene. Kaiser Reef, ASX code KAU. Jonathan, um, thanks for your time today and for running through the uh, what's been happening at Morgan and the A1. And with that, we're going to say thanks very much for your time and best of luck with it. We'll be watching with interest. Great. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Barry. Cheers. This episode of the Explorers podcast was sponsored by RM Corporate Finance, an active participant in emerging companies around the globe.